0: season duck season business just now you're welcome welcome to Wade's cinema i'm jack i'm andrew and you're not going to hear what that conversation was about because instead we got to talk about a movie that we just watched
1: yeah this is our what the devil film
0: and this is what the devil is that and
1: and today we said what the devil is that to a film which has a very long title but still pretty awesome
0: yes now i found this out just because i I was trying to think about, well, how am I going to find our next movie? And I was in my local library, and I thought, you know what? Let me just look around the DVDs. I'm sure I'll find something. You know, I had there's a pretty good library that, that's there in Teaneck, New Jersey. So uh, I was if walking you, around.
1: If you if you want to visit the site, you might see one of us wandering
0: the halls of that library. And get an yeah. autograph. Yeah, and say hi, and I'll autograph your arm or something. Anyway... So then I was looking around and I suddenly this movie pops out at me, called "The Lady in the Car with Glasses and a Gun." And that's the name of the movie. I wish I I should look up what the French title of it is because they it's the same thing but in French really. Well, well, you well, it's also they do a thing almost that I haven't seen since uh, Grindhouse. Where I don't know if you remember the in the movie Grindhouse, yeah, the title of Grindhouse just goes across the screen in gigantic block letters. That well, that's what Pulp Fiction entire. did. Sort of, no, but I mean like completely from left to right. Oh, okay. Like it, it, horizontally, they, uh, they, they go, yeah. So it's called the lady in the car with glasses and a gun, or as it's in French, la dame dans la avec des lunettes et nailed it not uh, it could have been worse um this is directed by fromage what's that from
1: it's a french word
0: okay i'm sure it is (laughs) thank you if you of anywhere french listeners listening you can send us an email at ways of cinema gmail.com um this comes from joanne safar and uh it's it's a movie it's another movie like we've we watched, uh, but no, this is actually pr- this a little is bit a more recent. super
1: intriguing movie. Yeah, it is a bit. The title hooks you in, and you're like, okay, let's see what this is all about. But as it goes in, you're not sure where it's going, but you're still watching. It's about it's about a woman named Danny. She's you find out pretty quickly that she has lived a a, a pretty cloistered life yes. when she says, "I've never seen the sea."
0: Yeah, that's a. That's in a her thing entire that you can life, like.
1: in living in France, she has never been to the beach. Yeah, which is terrible,
0: if you ask me. Yeah, exactly.
1: And she, her boss calls her in one day. It's like, oh, I got a report to do. You can come work at my house. And she's like, sure. And then he They drive. They drive to the airport, and they're like, oh, bring our car back. And then she decides to go on one big road trip.
0: Yeah, and but then as she's of go- intrigue. Yeah, well, what happens though is she goes on this trip, and she starts running into. Uh, some assorted characters like she stops at a gas station and suddenly it seems like everybody at the gas station not only knows who she is but are acting very unagreeably to her
1: and then they say you've been here before yes when clearly she has not
0: yes it 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 it, it quickly turns into one of these this director is obviously influenced by a lot of film noir. Mm. Like, a lot of film noir. Yeah. like it's f- And um, I thought of a number of different inf- influences that I was trying to write down. Uh, Stylistically, clearly, uh, Joanne Safar loves herself some De Palma. She mm. does a lot of split screens. Sometimes it seems like for no reason, but then maybe by the end of the movie, it seems like there was more of an intent. You... It seems like the obvious comparison, but Hitchcock also came to mind just in this way of, you know, what just occurred to me also like those early scenes of uh, in North by Northwest mm. where you have like of the wrong man character this is a little bit like the wrong woman. Yeah. You could say it's a wrong woman story because she's going through this, what turns into like this series of events where everybody seems to know her. She doesn't know how they know her. She says, I've never been here before. Like, I don't know you. Why are you saying that you know me? Why are you uh, being so mean to me? How do you know about my arm? Like, cause at one point she stops at this rest stop and she's just accosted by a random guy and beat and like her wrist is beaten in. Yeah. And that should have, that should be also a clue that there's something little odd up like why would somebody just mess up your wrist
1: yeah but it seems like it 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 almost seems like it didn't really happen because you're not sure you have these moments where a woman approaches her and said oh i remember you you left your coat in the in the restaurant and like no i've never been here and she's like really insistent and it's like no that's not me she drives away and then like in the gas station they're like oh we've seen you before mm-hmm. and that or and then someone attacks her in the bathroom and it's like well nobody even saw anything did yes. that really happen
0: a couple other reference points that came up i thought of uh mystery man from uh, lost highway
1: yeah you
0: know we've met before <laughs> haven't we at your house but there's so remember? many other things
1: it's like even before that there's this motif of, of mirrors where Danny yeah, I, you is talking
0: Yeah, you picked up on that more than me.
1: Danny is talking to herself. I mean, she's trying to like psych herself up to go on this road trip. She's taking her boss's car. Uh, after he, after he's told her to just drive back to the house Yeah And she's just like, come on, don't be a sissy and, But, you know, she's always looking at her reflection There are some times when, you know, she'll put her glasses on But her reflection doesn't have glasses on Yeah Or she's always walking through a room where she's reflected against the windows yeah. or, or something else So there's this sort of visual doubling And then that doubling comes up again as she talks to people She's never met Yes and it's like you were here before i've never been here before what's going on <coughs> yeah and it gets ve- and so you so eventually you kind of figure out this is a thriller but you have no idea where it you have no idea where it's going it beca- it's still a complete mystery
0: yeah what's going every on every step And another thing i thought of maybe for a moment was uh, memento uh where I, I and i kind of questioned this and you kind of shot me down when i brought this up that maybe she has short-term memory loss or something like that right where everything fades and that's why she doesn't remember anything but then no but then that didn't make sense because if, if that
1: if that had been the thing then the film would have been very dishonest with us
0: no but 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 maybe it was like just, a
1: certain other film
0: yeah well <laughs> this also we were trying to think when we were watching this all right what is this going to turn into? Is this going to be home invasion? No. I thought I thought as she be... was
1: in her boss's house, it would be like home invaders come in. She's got to like fight for her life, and she becomes like the badass girl in the car with the glasses and the gun.
0: Which is funny because there's a certain point in this movie, I won't say when, where for just like 10 seconds it becomes funny games. Yes. <laughs> and I won't say what, but if you see the movie, you'll, you'll understand what I mean. Um,
1: but then that never materializes. Yeah, and, but then it, it, and then it becomes something else. It's like, well, is what is this going to be? Is this going to be like a road trip? At, at, as at, and you know, her just like getting into into mischief and yeah. and stuff like that. And then that never really develops. Although you certainly see how it has the potential to do that. Yeah. And then a woman says, "You've been here before." She gets attacked, and then we're like, "Okay, now we know where we're going. This is thriller." But I have no idea what the end is going to be.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, I mean we could talk about the ending in a little bit because that's its whole other discussion. Um, but I appreciated that this filmmaker, even though you could probably try to point to a lot of influences that she has, I also thought a couple of times of uh, of the movie uh, *Breathless*, uh, the Godard movie, just because you have like a character driving in the French countryside, and at any moment I I think to myself well, is this character gonna, you know, the, if you're driving really recklessly, are you about to be pulled over by the cops, and is that when everything's really gonna go south for you? Um, but but, but, she, but she wa- tries to make yeah. it her own, though.
1: Yeah. It, it was fascinating watching it unfold, because we, we saw so many possibilities in this film. Yeah. And, you know, you can't do all of those, but the choices that the, the director made were very smart mm. in really ratcheting up the tension and really drawing us in to this film yeah there was no point during this film that i was ever bored and even though i would make comments and jokes i was like man this film's kind of you know it's there's nothing predictable about this film
0: no there isn't and that's why when i make a de palma comparison it's not just for like the uh, things with split screens or something it's also because of a lot of times when i see a de palma movie for the first time like uh like femme fatale or body double Like I don't know where those are going at all. And that had a little bit of that feel. Another thing that this could... This is just me being a movie person and giving you a little recommendation. Uh, There was this French film noir from about 10 or 12 years ago, which I think I saw in in the theater. It was this movie called Red Lights that I think this would be a really good double feature with. This movie Red Lights, which I thought was fantastic when I saw it. I haven't seen it since, but really stuck out in mind that movie was all about like this guy who he he's in the countryside with his wife and somehow she gets separated from him and he's trying to find out what happened to her and he somehow gets involved with some other guy who um is like a some type of criminal or something and there's all this tension and things are worse things are happening one after another And it's that feeling that you're surrounded by all this beautiful French countryside. Hmm. But there are some really sinister things about to happen. Hmm. And you don't know what, but you know it's sinister.
1: Another thing that kind of threw us off was that we couldn't quite place when the movie took place.
0: Yeah, because at first I thought that it was in modern times, but there were just like hipster things about it. Because the the main character, Danny uh she goes to work for her uh for her for uh, for this guy what was his French name? Andy circus <laughs> yes we, we called him French An- French Andy circus and he has her doing work like she she's typing up a very long document on a French typewriter
1: It is literally a typewriter
0: yeah it's just a typewriter and that
1: kind of threw us because it's like who does work on a typewriter and it's like wait a minute does this take place in the past? <laughs> Which we
0: should have been clued in based on the clothes. But I don't even were...
1: think so because it was so hard. Like Nothing about the clothes to me screamed a certain era.
0: But then we also saw then the cars, which at first I still thought that this could have been in modern times but with
1: it could have really... just been a, like a rich guy he collects antique cars
0: yes exactly he has
1: this awesome thunderbird which is which uh which he, looks like a just, James.
0: it looks like a james bond car which he can ride because he, he's rich yes exactly you know? and rich i am french as well right um but no then we find out it, it takes a little while to figure out but no this and, is, and
1: the soundtrack helps us same. too because there's no there's no like song we could recognize
0: there was one or two songs. There was one song, especially, that felt like a 70s soul type song.
1: Yeah. But the funny thing is, like, in American films nowadays, you always have to have, like, the scene setting song. Like, imagine yeah. you're watching Zodiac. Mm. Think of the music they play in Zodiac to tell you what year it is. I mean, they start out with, like, Hurdy Gurdy Man by Donovan. And it's like, okay, now we know where we are. Uh, there's nothing like that in this film. And I couldn't figure out if it was just because. They were trying to be kind of vague with it. It had a style.
0: Oh, this movie is very stylish.
1: But we couldn't. But we couldn't. But it, we couldn't figure out if it was just because they were going for a certain style, or because this was European fashion back yes. in the day. Because Europe in the 1970s is probably a hell of a lot different from America in the 1970s. Yeah. Well, I
0: think what helps too is that the movie is very psychological. Yeah. So you're trying to, you know, we're in this character's point of view, which, again, in a lot of thrillers, and a lot of film noir, your framing and your point of view is everything. The fact that you're being told this story from this character is what really counts. Um, That's why
1: first-person narration is so important in film noir.
0: Yeah, exactly. First-person narration. I don't know if you thought of this, too, Something that popped in my head that it didn't it didn't stay there for long because it's not quite the same movie but a little bit of detour
1: yeah detour came up in my mind as yeah. I was as I was watching this
0: and again it's not at all quite the same narrative but also the, but except that in that story you also had that character who's getting in over his head and one thing leads into another and to another until he's just in a world of hell. And and, and
1: and your sanity takes a hit.
0: Yeah, and for this woman in this movie, you know, she, she she takes her boss's car and doesn't go home and goes on this decides impulsively to go towards the sea and then all of these things happen. And you wonder to yourself, well, you know, first of all, you try to think is she causing this in some way? Who are all these people around her? what kind of explanation can we have about what is going on and you have i I have to think the only thing i would say though about this film is that i kind of wondered if it would work the same way on another viewing if it's something that is most effective on a first viewing or if it would lose any of its power seeing it again
1: this film deserves the second
0: (sighs) viewing yeah Okay. Part
1: of it is because of plot-related things. I want to see if, in my mind, the plot really holds together.
0: Yeah, this is a movie that um, we are going to, I think, have a spoiler-like mo- section for this review. Because I, th- I think we kind of yeah. have to. This
1: is, this is, uh... I, I want to talk about the ending, if if not in, uh... If, if not, like, just to spoil it, to really talk about how, how well it works. Because I think that's worthwhile. Uh... There is this, uh, it, 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 we should see this again because I, I think that, you know, just gathering all our things and knowing our perspective now, Uh getting that frame, like you said, realizing, okay, this is clearly a thriller film noir sort of inspired story. Yes. We're talking about this sort of retro fashion with European sensibility, we're gonna see how that really works again.
0: Madame, est-ce cette voiture? Oui. Je peux monter dedans. Tes parents ne vont pas être d'accord. S'ils si, vont être d'accord. Je t'appelle comment? Bertrand. Enchantée. Moi, c'est Danny. Qui le monsieur dans ta voiture Il n'y a pas de monsieur. Si, derrière. Où ça Là. a skillfully made movie um, do I think it's like the best thriller ever no not everything no. needs to be the best the best
1: thriller is seven
0: mm, well I know we've talked a lot about that so we won't go back into that for a moment um, but but this this feels like you are constantly intrigued watching it it's made in such a way where it's constantly moving to there's no part there's no point where it feels like it slows down too much There's a momentum to every scene that is going on.
1: And it's kind of confusing, but it's confusing in a way that makes you intrigued.
0: Yeah. You don't feel like you're so lost out of the movie that you can't get back into it because even if you have a scene where you're really puzzled, it won't stay on that too long. It will go on to the next scene. That's why I also brought up, uh, strangely enough, Alice in Wonderland too. (laughs) There's so many comparison points that you can bring up here. Like, a woman's misadventures through... Only instead of it being uh, through the looking glass, she's, you know, through the French countryside glass or something like that.
1: Th- through the Thunderbird windshields. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's um, terrible. And then, okay.
0: you know, and as again, as you go along with the story, then more, you know, thrillery things happen. I can't go into right now because there'd be spoilers. Um, but yeah, no, I, I would... Over, I would recommend the movie, I, especially if you like uh, French cinema. Uh, I'm sure this will have something for you, or if you just like a a solid thriller. If you want to see something harken back to ne- uh, be a real neo noir, we also call it. You know, like uh, uh, again, I, I would if you've ever seen if someone out there has seen the movie Red Lights, again send me a message. Hopefully, I, I know I'm sh- putting an obscure movie out there, but that is an awesome movie. Uh, This isn't quite Red Lights level, but it it would be a good double bill with that. So, uh, that that was my little spiel.
1: Let's talk about the ending. Yeah. Spoilers. So,
0: here's the spoiler corner. If you don't want to be spoiled by this, if you're really intrigued by what we're talking about here and want to continue on, then maybe you should stop talking... Listening, I should say. We're not going to stop talking. Stop talking. Stop talking yourself. Why don't you listen for a little while? (laughs) Yeah. So maybe pause here and uh, do... Maybe don't listen. Do the doobly-doo. Okay. For
1: the transition, we should have, like, just a gunshot. Not too loud to, like, the headphone wearers, but just, like...
0: Maybe. Not like that. No, no, no,
1: no. Just, you know... All right. So let's go on. So the ending of this film, does it make sense... If it doesn't, does that matter? You have 10 seconds. I,
0: I I would say that it makes enough sense that I can let it go, but I wish that it didn't, they were cramming a lot of explanation into like a, they're cramming, they cramming 10 pounds of explanation into a five pound bag.
1: I, I agree with that. Although, and I kind of understand, everything does get explained. I'm not sure, though, if the explanation makes sense. <laughs> no. Let me go through this in my mind. Here's the ending of, of the girl in the car with the glasses and the gun. The lady
0: in the car with the glasses and the gun. The lady, excuse me.
1: So, here's the whole setup. V- French Andy Circus's wife killed a man who was blackmailing her. Yes. And in order for her not to be accused of a crime, the boss took his body back to somewhere.
0: No, she well he no, he he took the body and Oh no wait.
1: He took the body from the man's house, brought it to his house. Okay. I'm 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 putting it together. Then he called his secretary to be to come work there and then
0: she was kind of an alibi at first
1: yes i think so but then he took the wife who drove home via another route which is why she was seen by the cop in and by the hotel clerk and by the people at the service station and by the woman in the cafe yeah for some reason yes okay uh and then the woman uh Danny was supposed to go back to the house where she would be discovered with the body and killed.
0: I guess. But But that... instead
1: of going to Paris, she took a road towards Cannes or Cannes, or I don't know how French. It's words.
0: Can. it's Cannes.
1: Right. She goes to Cannes and she, and so the boss is following her. To get back to... And he's like, oh, why didn't you go to Paris? And she just happens to see all the people who saw her. Yeah, there
0: wasn't, like, and... another gas station somewhere. And also, it's funny that when you look back, the way that she stopped at this gas station, it was one of those moments that's super impulsive. Like, yeah. she cuts off, like, a truck to, <laughs> to go into the station. Just to pull station. into this
1: gas station. Uh, I That I would accept as one coincidence. Because film noir, like, there is some coincidence, like, even in Detour, it's like the man in the car just happens to pick up the one lady who knows that this car doesn't belong to him. It just sets up a terrible chain of events, yeah, and it was a necessary step. Uh, So, I could believe that. But then, she stays at the same hotel, sees the same cop, she sees all four of the people who have seen this woman, which... I'm not sh- and I'm certainly not sure why they had to dress the wife up look like her because why did And, and have I know that coming and, down again, the
0: road? and I know that <laughs> earlier we talked about how there is this theme of doubles and of mirror images yeah. and all these things but it's not exactly a mirror image if you know again the idea was the that the wife and also the wife and the girl don't uh, I know that the like the the husband puts on a wig on her on his wife but aside from that, they don't look that much alike.
1: I think what they were banking on was this idea that when you see people who you, like, when you see strangers, you don't say their nose was thin and their eyes were this, or this is what their face looked like. You, you notice big things, like she had sunglasses, she had bandages on her arms, she had this color hair, and she was wearing this kind of coat. Which the secretary, Danny, seems to also have, so I would understand that. But also, I don't understand why they're both wearing the same thing because it's not like the boss says, Oh, yeah, wear this when you go home.
0: And also, that's it's... also
1: a pretty big coincidence, too. And
0: also, you would think that what if uh, one of the people at this place doesn't let her go? Like, they actually want to ask her more questions. Is that, is that when suddenly the husband steps in to try to stop it? Yeah, at
1: what point does he step in to affect this? this transition
0: his point of view is never explored until the very end of the movie and when he suddenly brings up what he's been doing i suddenly think to myself actually just as i'm sitting here now i think to myself well imagine i wonder what the the story would have been like from his perspective obviously we're we're getting her perspective which you kind of have to do because we're following this i don't know know if you call her an every woman because she but she you know she's our hero but Right.
1: And then they eventually get back to that house where the man was originally killed. And that's where they have the confrontation. And it's now, well, in you know in my what? mind.
0: Here's what's contrived about it. I've just got to get this. It's contrived because it's that point in the movie. Like, again, I say this, is it not? Because you're trying to buy into the reality that the movie's trying to sell you, even though things don't make sense and things are perplexing and intriguing, but you're trying to think, well, there's some type of realism to this in this. Suddenly the movie stops and has to become that point in the movie, quote unquote, where things are explained, where the quote villain explains his whole plan. Right. And that's what feels inauthentic about it. If there hadn't been
1: that explanation, I would have felt
0: robbed. No, it, it, you would have felt <coughs> robbed. I just wish, you know what it is? Maybe the movie could have done a slightly better job of cluing me in that the husband and the wife had something else to do with the story. Because we see them at the beginning of the movie for roughly the first 15, 20 minutes. Then they're gone.
1: Yeah. For
0: like the whole movie until the last five minutes when, or the last 10 minutes when the husband shows up again. And I get that, the, you know, that's when you get all shocked because, oh, oh, this and this and this and this and this. But maybe it just ha- maybe And I don't know maybe that's something that another viewing could clue me into if there are other hints about what the husband was up to. But but you don't have any trace of him at all or think about him at all. Now, maybe there was some subliminal image because sometimes this director threw in little subliminal images here and there, if you know what I mean. She would throw in like a shot of, like, she'd have like a little screen for just a second on the side showing like somebody dead. Yeah. Or you see the, the, or you see Danny's uh, being, you know, with a wound on her head. But that ultimately doesn't add up to anything cluing us in that the, part- the husband has anything to do with it. Like, by the time the husband comes in, what feels jarring is because the movie did nothing to, like, I could have just used, like, throw in a little bread breadcrumb I was, about, uh, I was almost mispronouncing the word breadcrumb to clue me in on what's going on
1: yeah and the parts with where they were there are flashes to like something in Danny's future or something like that has to do with her those didn't make a lot of sense to me now i understand the thing where you see like a dead body that part i understand now yeah. and it's like when you see it in the film seeing it for the first time it doesn't mean anything to you because you don't understand the significance of the dead body because it's not until like two thirds of the way through the film that a dead body even enters the equation.
0: Yeah.
1: And it, it just, and the thing is, it shows up like literally. We, no one gets, we don't see anyone get shot, but a dead body ends up in the trunk of that car somehow, even though she's opened that trunk in a scene which I didn't realize was important because she goes there, she opens the trunk to get something out. And then that's just before like a scene where the somebody slips a body in the trunk and, <laughs> yeah. And we. we... <laughs> but again, those scenes were important. You could see in li- later, but there were other things where it's like, what was that supposed to mean?
0: Yeah, there there are a lot of things like that. And then the movie even tries to do things like remind you about this c- coat, or something like that. Yeah. It's the kind of thing that I mentioned earlier about Lost Highway. And suddenly another, you know, I suddenly think about when you see a movie like Mulholland Drive, that's a movie where they throw so much intrigue at you. Mm. And also a story that you feel like something should be a little bit off here while you're watching this. And then two-thirds of the way in that movie, it suddenly does like something so throws you off into a kilter. And then the rest of the movie, you're like, Oh my God! What the hell is going on here? Oh, this is that, and the, like, what what's going on with this?
1: It's never spelled out though. There's never a scene, like you said, where this is the part of the movie where you have to explain. Mulholland Drive works because all the disparate elements feel like they fit.
0: Yeah, the, we're, it's weird. Whereas I don't
1: know why, how David Lynch did that, where he could just make you feel like Mulholland yeah. Drive was a cohesive whole even though it's like everything in your brain told you no this doesn't make sense yeah whereas but i like feel your heart
0: like said w- whereas and I'm, not, <laughs> and I'm not and i'm not saying this movie the lady in the car with the glasses and the gun is uh, is is trying to do the same thing that Mulholland drives doing no. but but when i think about that approach to storytelling where you're building up this mystery and a character who you know this character isn't necessarily trying to figure out her own mystery uh but she's getting deeper into it and it's completely messing her up the more she goes the on the mystery
1: is distressing even though she e- even though she is making no effort to really solve the mystery
0: yes and that's the th- and that's the problem I think I have with the ending is that it's kind of just heaped on us and I agree with you logically if if it didn't have some something at the end, then yeah, you would have felt robbed. But either... I don't know. Maybe it's just emotionally the ending didn't work for me. Because ultimately then she, she kills the guy. Yeah. And then it's just...
1: She makes it to the sea.
0: I guess so. She She,
1: feels, she fulfills her character arc.
0: I guess she does, you could say. the. I actually really love the end credits. I know it sounds <laughs> like a small yeah. point to make because at the end credits is her just swimming and then the title goes by again and there's this really great song that I, I wish I remember the name of it now I just uh, in a way uh, that that almost made me feel like alright I'll be kind to this movie because it's leaving me on a euphoric on note on a high note but yeah I I wish I could pinpoint what my problem is with the ending aside from it you know logically plot wise it makes sense emotionally, it left me a little bit cold.
1: I felt probably the opposite. I mm. felt like... I felt satisfied.
0: Mm.
1: Even though in my head I still can't completely wrap my head around everything that was supposed to be explained.
0: There was I just felt so like much coincidence, though.
1: There was a lot of coincidence. And that is... I can't give that a pass. But, in the end, all of that coincidence made the movie feel more intriguing not frustrating
0: no it's not frustrating I'll and
1: the explanation did its best to make that make sense yes now does that ending intellectually work if I were to think more about that ending I'd probably say no that pro that doesn't seem like a good yeah plan.
0: And when i when I say logically uh i'm I'm fine with the ending I don't mean intellectually I just mean in the sense of the story parts and when i say emotionally it didn't work for me i just mean that by the time it gets to that point with these two characters where is he now going to kill her because then he suddenly does this whole thing where the character's saying over and over again to her you didn't kill anyone you didn't kill anyone but
1: at that same time he's saying to her I'm exhausted. I haven't slept in days. (laughs) He's in no condition to strangle anybody.
0: That's the funny thing. Yeah, you think that all of a sudden her life is in danger. No, it's not.
1: It is, but his energy is so low that he has become a... a, His threat level is now down to her ability level. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way. (laughs) So, and I was just glad that it wasn't some sort of stupid plot twist it's which like, again we, we oh talk- it, it was multiple personalities yeah it was short-term memory loss it was a person from an alternate dimension no it, <laughs> it was it was-,
0: it, it was a plot that's why when i talk about hitchcock that was something that came to mind um or or again like maybe it maybe it, because it was so complicated it wasn't it didn't have the simplicity of like i don't know like vertigo yeah where you have that twist and you fully understand that, and you can see how that would have unfolded. Well, well in... you
1: have an exposition dump in two-thirds of the way through Vertigo.
0: <laughs> you have an exposition dump, but the way Hitchcock handles that, it just feels so no-nonsense-y. Whereas yeah. the way that this presents it, it's very flashy. It felt like one of those reveals that I got out of like, I don't know, like the movie Oceans 12 or something, where they reveal everything that here's really what happened in this heist. (laughs) I think because when I say emotionally, it didn't work for me. It's not that I still felt the emotions of the characters in that scene between the man, and the woman. I think I meant more about if I feel like a movie has been kind of lying to me in a certain way. And I'm not saying this movie fully did that, but there was just something about just so much calculation on calculation, on calculation yeah. that these characters are doing and that everything had to fit into such a neat package.
1: It's it
0: it's But but again, this might be an over intellectualizing it, it.
1: It it's a it's a very film noir thing, but it feels like one of the more outlandish film noirs.
0: Yeah, and then also I, just the is style a ve- of it is, is wonderful. Detour is
1: a very realistic, uh simple film noir. Uh the lady In the car with the glasses and the and a gun, feels like okay. We got to make this work. We're gonna make it work, no matter how many pulleys and strings we put into this. But it's gonna work. Yeah. And you know, is it realistic? Probably not. But they really put some thought into that ending. Yeah. And every and maybe in a while I'll say, okay, that makes more sense. It
0: is a better ending than other things that we mutually thought of. We we might have. Touched on this in passing, but there's a movie called High Tension, which is also a French movie that feels really terrific for the first, like I'd say, first
1: seven eighths of
0: the film. Yeah, and then it has one of the worst final eighths of a film that I've ever seen in my life. Yes, where and I won't say what happens. Such a little
1: part of the film ruins that entire. I almost want to tell
0: people to watch that movie just so that they can understand what what we're talking about although yeah. <laughs> another part of me thinks I don't want to force down somebody or make them go through that where they are watching this incredibly tense it's called high tension for a reason there's a really in, a suspenseful air to that whole movie that feels really claustrophobic and nice and then they just shit the bed so bad this doesn't shit the bed i just had little nitpicks because i'm you know i'm 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 being a critic Uh, that's what i I have a podcast here. i'm
1: wondering which is worse high
0: tension or the boy (laughs) well the, the boy is just dumb yes the boy is just dumb that i almost but the thing is high tension pissed me off because I was really into that movie. Yeah. And then it just did something where it felt like it felt like other people took the movie away from them, like and redid and redid it. But in reality, no, it was the same people. Whereas what? the boy, I didn't really take that movie too seriously. But then by the time it got to the reveal
1: It was I, out of control.
0: I was just so flabbergasted that I as much as I can't say I recommend the boy, I I wouldn't trade the experience I had for the <laughs> world where I was in my seat and as soon as I don't care, I'm going to spoil the boy. If you guys have seen if you guys haven't seen the boy, go Fred check it Leonard out. Letter
1: media already spoiled the boy.
0: Oh, they, well, if you've ever seen the movie Bad and Ronald, you? you've you've seen the boy cuz that was basically uh, there was a movie in the 70s called Bad Ronald, which I haven't seen but no, that's the name of the movie, and it was about a, a boy a, a guy who is put by his mother or something into the walls of his house, and then another family moves in, uh, and I forget the rest of the plot. But that's basically you watch the trail for the boy. You think, oh, is this like a, another possessed doll movie or something? Because it's like this boy that the parents are acting like is this real? Because the the premise of the boy was preposterous like well, so... but, but here's
1: the thing watching the trailer for the boy you could be like okay this is creepy there's something weird going on i'll go with it because you know yeah. what else am i going to do uh, you know it's a, it's a ludicrous premise but it, the doll looks creepy like most dolls do and we'll see what they can get out of it yes and they got nothing out of it
0: and... <laughs> because that wasn't what they were really doing it, it, it's not a, spoilers it's not a possessed doll it's the, the parents, their son has been living in the walls for years and he makes his appearance in the climax by leaping out of a wall at the main character. And the rest of the film is him attacking her. And I just, when I was in the theater watching that, I probably talked on the podcast. I was just mouth on the floor. <laughs> or I was just like, mm. Like my reaction to that was like watching you, the, you turned
1: into a Wookiee.
0: That was like watching. My reaction was like watching the Oscars when they announced that <laughs> Moonlight won. I was like, "What?" <laughs> although, the, although that in that case, that was that was good news. this was more like, "Oh my god, you you decide to go for the." Dumbest ending I have ever seen in my life. And I almost applaud the filmmakers of the boy because for they... their audacity. Yes,
1: I, I... <laughs> it's like. Right, but that's that's the that's the sort of thing when you talk about the boy and high tension. Yeah. because you wonder like, perhaps it's not even fair because both conjure up two negative but competing emotions. The boy is dismay at the stupidity of. <laughs> of the script. High Tension is rage over a squandered piece of brilliance. Well,
0: well, well, High Tension was trying to be a real movie, like and it was succeeding for so long. It succeeded like almost like until like a few yards to
1: the finish line. Yeah. And then it fell flat on its face trying to do a fancy trick.
0: <laughs> it was like an expert gymnast who's going so well at first flawless routine and then all of a sudden her last flip like her legs crack open or something and she
1: falls it, all over the place. no for her final trick she instantly grows two more legs <laughs> and five arms and is gonna do a special sort of spider cartwheel but instead she falls on her chest and breaks all her ribs yeah that's what high tension was res- that labored metaphor yes perfectly encapsulates what w- happened w- w- with high w- tension w-
0: whereas the boy that was not like i watched that movie and it actually it wasn't like anything terrible like i was with the movie more or less um but it wasn't trying to be anything that grand like high tension was it was just like oh here's a weird premise okay let's see what this is And like, all right, maybe you're trying to be a real movie with some characters. (laughs) And no, you're not.
1: But that's why it's relevant to the lady in the car with the glasses and the gun.
0: Well, this this this... ending doesn't have either of those reactions. No, it doesn't.
1: It doesn't fall on its face, the ending. It doesn't feel like a stupid ending. Yeah. And even though it might not make all a whole bunch of sense, it makes just enough sense to justify all the intriguing plot points that happened before. exactly.
0: I, I left, I was, the ending of this movie left me with, huh, yeah, and that's, that's not the worst thing a movie can do.
1: I agree. All right. So, we just need to see this again, maybe some point, and then we'll will. make up our minds.
0: And again, you can get this on DVD, it was released by uh Magnolia Pictures, and uh, you can get, it, I guess, wherever videos are sold. Again, I had never heard of this movie. Somehow this has kind of fallen through the cracks for me as far as uh, you know. You know, I, I can't see everything. I, I try to, but uh, it just doesn't happen sometimes. Uh, I don't think this was like a big awards type movie either. That might have been it.
1: You're not Leonard Malton. <laughs>
0: uh, uh big up Leonard Malton, T. Neck native. Um, yeah. <laughs> I always think about that—the fact that Leonard Malton went to my high school
1: awesome man
0: yeah and i think like i've made it like him and uh, no no i guess not you don't, have, uh, a, you don't uh, have a good enough beard yeah i need to work on my beard a little bit and uh then maybe i can get a cameo in gremlins 3 or something um so if you've seen this movie or want to check it out send us an email to wager cinema gmail.com you can send us a facebook message on facebook.com slash wager cinema we're also on Twitter at twitter.com slash of cinema. Send us a tweet. We love to read uh, your tweets on air. And uh, you can follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. If you are follow us on iTunes, maybe give us a review. It helps us out with our presence online. And um, yeah. I, again, I, and I, you'd say you'd recommend this movie too? Oh, absolutely. Okay, good. Um, so, uh, when we come back next time, we will have more good movies for you they're, they're, we're now entering into the fall season so there are some uh, you know good, good awards season type movies coming out uh, other genre movies a certain animated movie that I don't even want to think about right now
1: but I can't get out of my head
0: I guess so um, it's one word equestrian I'll just leave it at that. Uh, oh, so, what could it be? I don't know. <laughs> All right. So, guesses. so with that, Sam Jack. I'm Andrew. And the wages of cinema is death. Have a good night.